Welcome to this podcast produced by Imagine, an online source focusing on early childhood music therapy. Imagine is sponsored by the American Music Therapy Association and can be found on the web at www.imagine.musictherapy.biz. This podcast is entitled Lessons Learned in Least Restrictive Environments, the Role of Music Therapy in Preparing Young Children to Succeed in Inclusive Schools and presented by Elizabeth Schwartz. Beth is a senior music therapist at Alternatives for Children in Suffolk County, New York, where she specialized in early intervention and preschool treatment. Beth provides staff development training for public schools on music therapy, music and special education, and music education. As a member of Children Learning Music Best, she performs and records original music with music therapy colleagues. Beth is also the author of Music, Therapy and Early Childhood, a Developmental Approach, and a frequent contributor to Imagine. It is an unusual but wonderful opportunity for early childhood music therapists to see for themselves the musical legacy that children retain as they move to elementary, middle, and high school. During the past two years, a special staff development project allowed for working once again with students who had begun a journey in music therapy years before. While not meant to be a longitudinal study, the work permitted the same music therapist to work with the same children years later and to observe firsthand how students with special needs navigate the complex expectations of their local school. This project set the stage for a new perspective on the role of music therapy in preparing young children to succeed throughout their entire educational career in the least restrictive environment of inclusive public schools. Alternatives for Children on Long Island, New York is a comprehensive early childhood education and therapeutic center with three staff music therapists and an active training program. In the fall of 2009, Alternatives created an outreach program to local kindergarten through 12th grade school districts to help foster positive transitions from the preschool to kindergarten and to share strategies for ensuring that children with disabilities would thrive in their home school. The United States Federal Law, Individuals with Disabilities Act, states, to the maximum extent appropriate, children with disabilities, including children in public or private institutions or other care facilities, are educated with children who are not disabled and special classes, separate schooling, or other removal of children with disabilities from the regular educational environment occurs only when the nature or severity of the disability of a child is such that education in regular classes with the use of supplementary aids and services cannot be achieved satisfactorily. In compliance with this law, IDEA, Many school districts on Long Island, New York, have been working to provide as many children as possible an appropriate education in their home school. However, inclusive success is dependent not only on the readiness of the children and their families, but readiness of the home school to adequately educate all children. Necessary changes and adaptations might include the availability of staff training, curriculum modifications, and building accommodations. In 2006, the National Center for Special Education Research reported that kindergarten teachers surveyed 
reported that while more than half of special education students had a very easy transition to kindergarten, 31% had a somewhat easy and 15% had a somewhat or very difficult transition. Alternatives Outreach Program focused on providing staff development and direct service modeling of proven interventions to help all children transition to their new school as easily as possible. Several local school districts familiar with the Alternatives Music Therapy Program recognized that music therapy and music therapy interventions could be a key component in a successful transition process. Thus, music therapy became part of an outreach program called Advancing Future Collaboration. In September of 2009, Alternatives was contacted by the pupil personnel director of a large local school district. A number of their children had received services through our preschool and early intervention program and had received music therapy either as part of their program or as a related service. The district was interested in establishing a pilot music therapy program to support the efforts to educate as many special needs children as was appropriate in their home school. Funds from the project came from the 2009 American Recovery and Reinvestment Act. School districts had the opportunity to choose how to best spend these funds, and this district chose to fund music therapy. In designing the project, two concepts emerged as the guiding force. First, that the music therapy sessions would be a collaborative effort between the music therapist and educational staff. Second, that music therapy goals and interventions would be designed to focus on the unique qualities of musicking that addressed fundamental difficulties many special needs students have in benefiting from least restrictive environment. Surveys were sent out to staff asking for input on areas of concern for their students in terms of readiness for learning. Some of the items included classroom routine, attention, motivation or arousal, engagement, transitions, concept retention, and communication. Staff development sessions, in-service trainings, consultations, and direct service modeling were all provided. Students with special needs in elementary, middle, and high school classes participated along with teachers, teachers' assistants, therapists, and music educators. In the beginning of the project, many of the teachers viewed the primary purpose of music therapy as another teaching tool to develop academic skills or to remember cognitive information. As they actively participated in sessions along with the children, though, the staff was able to experience making music as an opportunity to learn larger life lessons that all children need to develop as community members. These lessons included the ability to be in a group, to know how to focus on important information within a busy environment, to learn from peers, to be independent, to be self-reliant, to have flexibility in response to events, to solve problems, and to have positive relationships. The Center on the Developing Child at Harvard University has recognized the importance of these larger life skills in finding success in education. They state, when considered within the context of a child's environment of relationships, the concept of school readiness is not exclusively a matter of fostering literacy and number skills. 
It must also include the capacity to form and sustain positive relationships with teachers, children, and other adults, and develop the social and emotional skills for cooperating with others. IDEA, or Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, discusses least restrictive environment by saying, to the maximum extent appropriate, children with disabilities, including children in public or private institutions, should be educated in regular education. Adam Akindaro state schools must also provide opportunities for students with disabilities to participate in non-academic instruction, general education activities, and extracurricular activities. This might include recess, meals, transportation, clubs, recreational activities, and athletics. But what qualities of personality or interrelationship help children with needs take advantage of inclusive schooling? What can early childhood music therapists do to support development of qualities that foster successful inclusion? This project, providing music therapy in inclusive K-12 schools over the past two years, pointed out some important lessons about basic life skills children might need in the least restrictive environment and what we as music therapists can uniquely provide for young children in music therapy now so they can succeed later. Here are just a few. Independence. In inclusive schools, there is an expectation that students will be independent learners. This could be actions such as knowing where to go to get a pencil to walking from the classroom to lunchroom without assistance. Early childhood music therapy that includes improvisation and music creation can help young children be less dependent on prompts and adult facilitation. Child-initiated songs, as well as singing and playing with only musical cues, sets up an atmosphere where the child can initiate and own musical ideas. Reciprocal communication. The teaching in inclusive schools often relies on interactive give and take. The teacher asks questions or makes a comment, and the student responds with an answer or a related response. Music therapy interventions in early childhood that provides for call and response allow a child to practice nonverbal give and take, setting up the basic recipe necessary for reciprocal communication. While imitation skills can be building blocks to reciprocity, inclusive situations can expect innovation and creativity and a scaffolding of ideas and replies. Peer-to-peer -peer learning. Learning in inclusive schools includes critical information from peers as well as adults. Students who rely exclusively on one-way teacher contact can miss important points shared by their peers. In early childhood music therapy, group music making in which music interventions form a web of peer-to-peer -peer attention and response gives students practice in listening to and responding to their peers. Self-organization and self-regulation. Inclusive schools are busy places. Students who are able to maintain regulation and organization in this busy environment often fare better than those who might have greater cognitive skills but are not able to cope with too much sensory or emotional stimulation. The inherent structure of music can give children the chance to internalize organization, meter, tempo, 
melody, and dynamics within planned music therapy interventions can provide young children a template for organizing and regulating response, action, and thought. Audiation. When children think, they are able to maintain ideas and images in their mind without visual or verbal expression. In an inclusive classroom, each student is expected to think without speaking their thoughts out loud. This is most evident when learning to read, where children are expected to read the text silently. This skill is considered critical for advancing literacy. When children audiate, they are able to conserve music in their mind without outward sound. Music therapy interventions focusing on independent singing, followed by internalization and mastery of the music, may lead to the ability for children to audiate. Boundaries. Communication and socialization are often areas of difficulty for special needs students. Problems in this area can lead to misunderstanding of social cues and social overtures by both the special needs student and typical student. In inclusive schools, as in any community, there is the chance that misunderstandings may lead to bullying and harassment. It is possible that special needs students might be at particular risk due to confusion about personal boundaries and uncertainty about social messages. Early childhood music therapy presents wonderful opportunities for children to move with others while maintaining acceptable social space. All kinds of movements set to music of varying tempo and rhythmic patterns allow children to explore how their bodies move and how others respond to movement. Music also gives young children a framework for understanding emotional content of inflection and can help them to hear the sometimes unspoken meaning of language. Harmonic, melodic, and dynamic changes in music that are interpreted as emotion can support reading facial affect and social intent. How do we know that music therapy we provide to young children makes an impact on who they will become as they grow? This project gave an opportunity to be with some of the students who had received music therapy as young children. They did not always indicate a full memory of the music therapist or music therapy, but they did remember the music. In one fifth grade classroom, a song was brought in that had been written long ago, but had enough universal appeal to be sung by children of all ages. As the singing began, one of the students joined in immediately with accurate melody and lyrics. Although she rarely made eye contact with others, she looked directly at the therapist as she sang during the first hearing of this song. The staff was incredulous at this connection, and it was explained that it was music that had been sung with the student when she had received individual music therapy as a preschooler many years earlier. Another lesson learned was that the focus of music therapy in assisting children to be a part of their home community and school helped in allowing a number of children with special needs to successfully attend inclusive schools. And lastly, the project supported the efficacy of music therapy as a unique opportunity to assist inclusive schools in fully educating all the children of their community. Thanks for listening to this Imagine podcast produced in 2011.